Hi there, this is about how we viewed uh, the U.S. after living abroad 12 years. We left California and the U.S. is one of the most expensive... This drug could and will kill you. They're talking about this. This practice is illegal in every single country across the world. Politics sucks. Yeah, food sucks. The, um... Mass shootings, fear of mass shootings, healthcare situation. World except the U.S. and New Zealand. Commercials should not be giving medical advice. Doctors and people that went to medical school should be telling you what drugs are good for you. You should be making those decisions with the doctor and not from the ad break during Jeopardy. Consumerism is just a really normal part of American life. In 2015, Steve and I had just finished up four years living abroad in Asia and lots of travel, and we decided that we would try to move home to California uh, and actually move up to LA. We'd been out of the game for so long at that point that when we moved back, we felt like we had massively screwed up our lives somehow because we couldn't easily fit back into the American way of life. We thought we had completely ruined our lives and we weren't where we were supposed to be as prescribed by everyone else around us. And we just listen to what everyone, all of these Americans, telling us what we should be doing instead of listening to ourselves. And after a couple of months of realizing that maybe not everyone else knew what they were talking about, we decided between the two of us to move to Southeast Asia. And that's the best choice we've ever made. I really agree. I'm so glad that we listened to ourselves and we knew that the States was not the right place for us. And we got out of there. And that leads us to number nine, priorities. Our perspective, having lived in so many different cultures around the world, has led us to believe that Americans have really messed up priorities. Americans like to brag how much they work and talk about how many hours they put in their job. And I just hear someone who is very terrible at time management. I mean, being busy is seen as a badge of honor in a lot of cases. Some people have acknowledged this and are working on it and setting boundaries. But as we mentioned before, your job kind of is the most important thing to you because you need it to stay alive and afford all the things that come with being American. And in the rest of the world, that's simply not the case. There is more of a work-life balance that we've noticed in a lot of cultures where family and friends are more important than your work. And we just notice people out and about enjoying life more yeah. on a daily basis in other countries, people going for evening walks after dinner or spending time in the central plazas in town with their friends, uh, going out to eat because it's not too expensive to afford to do it for normal people. In the States, it feels like people are trying to monetize everything, even their hobbies. You can't just do something for enjoyment anymore. There has to be some angle where you can make money off of it. We also find it harder to make friends in the U.S., and we've tried to figure out why that is. One of the reasons we think is that people already have their own friend group and they aren't looking to make more friends. Everyone's already so busy that they don't have time to meet new people. Another thing is that when you meet people, it kind of feels transactional. Like, what do you do for work? Are we on the same level? There's just this kind of different vibe than what we find abroad. That might not always be the case, but in our experience, we've just had a harder time making friends in the States compared to in other countries when we're traveling. Uh, we find it easier to meet our neighbors. We make friends more easily with other foreigners from different countries, maybe because we have the same kind of desire to travel and see the world. So we have that in common already when we meet them. But it just feels so much easier to meet people when we're outside of the U.S. One of the things we've seen happen, having lived outside of America, it's very hard for us to relate to Americans and Americans to relate to us. 
because we're living such divergent lifestyles. When we try to tell people about our travels, we can actively watch their eyes glaze over because they have no frame of reference for what we're talking about. Yeah, I mean, people are, are very nice and they, they're like, cool, but it's just so different from the lifestyle that Americans are leading that it can be hard for us to connect with people. And I think that's a big part of it. Um, a lot of people who've lived abroad experience this. And that's why I think it's easier to connect with people who are living the same kind of lifestyle that we're living. Conversations that we have in the U.S. also feel a bit more superficial, talking a lot about TV shows or things that people have bought recently. And I think part of that is people don't want to get too deep into issues that would cause kind of fighting or get into politics. So people just keep it on a surface level, but it makes it harder to get to know people. Number 10, education. We realized once we left the U.S. how little we knew about the rest of the world, and it almost feels like that was by design. Americans just simply aren't taught very much about how the rest of the world works. We're just taught that America is the best, and freedom, democracy, all these things are the best, uh, without even really having a full knowledge of what that all means. America does have world-class universities, and we're very lucky to have gone to very good universities. But higher education is becoming more and more expensive and more and more out of reach for so many people. In the U.S., 18-year-olds aren't even allowed to legally drink, but they're able to take out student loans for tens, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars to go to the university. And oftentimes at that age, you don't even know what you want to do with your life, and you're spending all this money on an education that may or may not serve you. Of course, it always helps to have a bachelor's degree, and that will help you to get better jobs, but a lot of people don't even end up working in the field that they studied. I have a degree in political science. The only thing I learned is I should not have studied political science. And I studied speech therapy, so it kind of relates to my work in education, but it's not exactly what I studied. All that said, we want to acknowledge again how lucky we are to be Americans. All of the travel experiences we've had over the past 12 years are because we hold American passports, which allow us to travel very freely to many countries around the world, and many of them visa-free. We are very aware of how privileged we are to have had all the experiences that we've had and to be able to form the opinions that we hold. These are just our opinions, and you may or may not agree with them, but if you're an American, you might be able to relate to a lot of these things that we've said. And if you're not an American, maybe you learned a little bit more about America. If you're an American who's ever considered living outside the U.S., you totally can. Leaving the U.S. may not be the right thing for everyone, but it might be the right thing for you. As long as you're doing no harm to others, really you could do whatever the f*** you want. Honestly, for us, the constant change and growth we experience from travel is addicting, and we can't see stopping anytime soon. And for all of the reasons we mentioned in this video, we have no intentions of moving back to the U.S. Never say never, but as of right now, we definitely don't want to. Another reminder that travel is not going to solve your problems. Your mind and your mindset follow you wherever you go, so make those a priority. Keep learning, keep growing, treat others with compassion. Take little steps every day toward your big dreams, and try to enjoy your life in the present as well. We have a digital nomad series here on YouTube with practical information about how to move abroad or start the digital nomad lifestyle. Thank you so much for watching, and we'll see you in the next video. Bye-bye. Okay, let's see what it says in the comment section.
<laughs> message from my friend who is with the Young Astronauts Club. Send me links and, and um, I said, that's awesome, dude. Sounds great. Remind me of a cross between Sisters of Mercy and Thomas Dolby. That's what it was. He said, that hell, well, that's the most accurate comparison to some of my influences I've ever heard. Congrats for even knowing either of those artists. I actually like Sisters of Mercy so much that I named my kid after one of their songs. <laughs> hey, can you message me? I heard the craziest story about you. <laughs> okay, let's see here. <clears throat> Craziest story about me. <sighs> yeah. Um, I wanted to go to comments section. How we view the U.S. after... Did Harvard University just find a way? Okay, let's see here. Because these comments are pretty interesting. As an American... As Americans who have traveled the world, I do not believe we Americans have the ability for self-reflection and the ability to admit our economic and political system has failed. We are too arrogant, believe in our exceptionalism, and will rather die from lack of access to affordable health than make changes. Sadistic capitalism is destructive and is dooming us. Generally speaking, Americans who travel outside of the U.S. often are more open-minded and receptive to different POV cultures and peoples. They also realize their media are not as trustworthy compared to those who have stayed in the U.S. their entire life. Having different experiences in other countries, whether as tourists or residents, is cathartic when they realize that places they thought as backwards before they travel isn't at all. That's what some of my American colleagues said. Wow, you guys hit it right on the head. At 79, I'm giving up my retirement and heading back to Southeast Asia for some work and real food. I told my children to come and visit me because I'm not coming back. Their response was 100% stop talking to me. Here's to a new life. Sound like a bummer anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
Alright, for the reason I came back was because my mom passed. In general, nothing you have talked about is surprising. The difference between your video and other foreign travel content is how you two have lived and worked in many cultures. What you say comes from experience. Thank you for a fresh view of the world. Very fortunate to be able to travel around. When I left the U.S. 12 years ago, I had only one destination, the Philippines, because I visited here in 1976, but things are changing here, not for the good. At my age now, most countries won't accept me, and like you, the U.S. doesn't seem to be the best place to be. It has become very toxic in the U.S. All the things you mentioned, especially about transportation, are so true and so sad. As a single person, I also find it difficult to live alone. The monthly expenses here about 2,100, which includes rent, electricity, purified water for drinking, internet, two different companies with fiber, landline, telephone, and cell phones, a housekeeper, and a maid, three dogs. Philippines is becoming like the U.S. with cars to the point that when I do get them in L.A., I almost need oxygen. Where I live during the summer months, which start in March, air pollution increases. I'm very disappointed. There's also the problem with the New People's Army, which was has left civilian people alone, but there have been some ambushing of the Philippine Army. But every time I see a YouTube video, TV is not readily accessible where I live. About the U.S. and some of the idiots who are in charge of the U.S. government, I just can't imagine living there anymore. And the cost, just for a one-bedroom apartment, it's impossible. I live on SSA and VA. Compensation is quite good for me here, but never in the U.S. I just try to keep positive about here. I have a part-time driver, which costs me a big sum of $40 a month. <laughs> Once I get to the nearest city, I can walk everywhere. Sorry, I seem to be rambling. Thanks for your video. I hope many in the U.S. are it and realize that there are great places outside the U.S. to live a good life. Yeah. Yes, I'm living outside USA and loving it, meeting nomads who travel through Southeast Asia, hearing all the wonderful experiences. I made myself a map of the world so I can remind myself where places are. feel like I'm learning more about life now than I did in USA. You're entirely correct about everything being monetized. I have a talent for floral design and have uh, owned a flower shop. Every time I make a floral arrangement for friends or as a donation for something, I'm told you should sell these. You can make so much money. It annoys me. I don't do it for money. I do it because I like to create. Same goes for cooking. You should open a restaurant. I think you should. It's detrimental. Spoilers. Everything was always monetized. You would know that if you grew up in abject poverty like I did. Everything was a price. Nothing is free. Everything I have is paid for. 
Every item, every privilege, every breath, I know I have the receipts. Just take what they said as a compliment, as I'm pretty sure that's all they mean by it. I retired and moved from the San Francisco Bay Area to Thailand in 2017. I live it here, and for some of the reasons described in the video, I have no plans to live in the U.S. again. It's really important to be earning Western wages if you plan to become an expat. My personal perspective is that it is much easier to do this when retired and financially independent. Opportunities to be a digital nomad have increased, but it's still a very niche job category. Jobs overseas are hard to come by. If you have a family, there's a lot more involved with moving abroad. <clears throat> a retiree with a passive income is, in my opinion, ideal. Still, you need to have a minimum income plan for emergencies, qualify for long-stay visas, and have the Tolerance, patience, and resiliency to adapt and enjoy foreign cultures. Just enjoyed your video. I'm a 60-year-old Canadian that has been traveling for 38 years. You are 100% correct on everything you guys said. I'm catching up on your videos a bit late. But please know they're appreciated and informative. I'm moving to Kuala Lumpur at the beginning of next year, and I'm super excited for this new adventure. Watching YouTubers like you has encouraged me to learn, research, travel, and now take that next step. Right, so this is Jen and Steve-O, too, can travel.